0: The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce.
1: All right, Miss Winter, send him in, yes. And look, Miss Winters, um, get that letter off to the Bracken Company right away, will you? You better send a special. Well, how's a boy, ah, huh? I right agree with you, Charlie. Did you get that, Miss Winters? That's right. Also the folder with the price list. Okay. Well, Charlie, how's a great author? Oh, you're just jealous, that's all. Just jealous. Look, when I get into our new house and have my den with a tape recorder and a new typewriter and bookshelves of reference books... Gonna do a little freelance writing myself, give you a little competition. Oh, Um, well, we'll see who gets in who's who in America first. (laughs) That's a bet. Hey, listen, how about knocking off early and let's get out to the golf course, huh? Oh, golly, don't tempt me. I I, I don't think so, Charlie. Look at this pile of work. Oh, come on, come on, all work and no play? Why, you'll be old before your time. Well, certainly haven't had any exercise lately, that's for sure. Okay, meet you out at the clubhouse about five o'clock? Well, okay. All right, all right. You win. You talk me into it. Well, I got to stop at the house, though, and change my clothes. Yeah, I, I can make it by five. Okay, I'll meet you out there. Oh, oh, hey! Are you two pulling a gag of some kind? Huh? What do you mean? We got your Christmas card already. Oh, didn't I tell you about that? No. Well, our Christmas cards are what you and I mailed that day. What? You remember the day we were going out to play golf, stopped at my house to pick up my clubs? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, oh and, and I saw the box uh, of letters yeah. on the closet shelf with a big sign, Don't Forget to Mail. That's right, that's right. Well, she didn't mean them to be mailed yet, and boy was she burned up when she found out that I had mailed them. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. Well, my gosh, how come she got your Christmas cards all addressed so early? Yeah, Imagine, I are oh, always wildly doing it Christmas Eve
0: yeah, practically. So
1: away, so away, but this year we were going to be early. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were sure early, all right. Oh <laughs> boy! Imagine, I couldn't believe our eyes when we opened this and it said "Merry Christmas and Happy New Year." I said it must be a gag of some kind. No, no, just one of those things that always happens in our family. Three hundred of them, I guess, all mailed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I laughed, and I said, well, the old sheepskate was trying to get in under the wire. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I thought you'd mailed them early so he could still send them out for three cents, but Madge said, no, indeed. There was one cent due. Why? Well, they were mailed after August 1st, pal, and we had to pay one penny for your Christmas card. One cent due. One cent due? You mean she sent out... 300 Christmas cards, all with one cent due? Four cent stamps after the 1st of August. Oh, my gosh. Certainly. Oh, wait till I see her.
0: Before the 1920s, big city comics could bring down the house with jokes about country bumpkins. In rural areas, the city slicker was the target of the jokes. But that was all before the days of network radio... Since then, the gaps in understanding between city and country dweller have been filled in by networks like the CBS radio network. Now when important news events take place, as far away as Tokyo, farmers learn the facts as quickly as their cousins in the city. The musical genius discovered in a European concert hall soon is heard in the smallest town in America. A busy housewife learns the latest fashion note from Paris. The man driving tomorrow's milk to market keeps up with the latest details on intercontinental ballistics. The square dance is popular in the most sophisticated city circles. The rancher knows what's happening on the New York Stock Exchange, while the grocer in town knows about problems on the farm. Thus, a radio network like our CBS radio network brings together those whom geography used to keep apart.
1: You did. You
2: know what you just did. I just got this baby to sleep. He's been fretting all afternoon, and I'm worn i you barge in and slam the door, oh, dear. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it didn't seem to wake him, did just it? It's
2: because he's so exhausted. I do wish you could remember not to slam doors, dear. I hate to be nagging you about it all the time. We do have a baby know, now, I know, darling. I know. I'm I know. I know. I'm sorry,
1: Dolly. I'm sorry. Well, look, wheel him into the dining room and close the door. I I, I want to talk to you. Well, try
2: to be quiet. It's hard enough to keep Betsy quiet. I finally sent her over to the pool with the Kendall
1: kids. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's been so long since Betsy was a baby. I keep forgetting. Oh, Dolly, oh, I am sorry. What are you doing? Oh, uh, well, Dolly, I'm sorry. My 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 golf clubs fell over. Close the dining room door. Didn't wake well, him, huh? No. Huh?
2: You want to play golf?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to play golf with Charlie Bemis. okay. Oh,
2: yes. Why don't you eat dinner at the club? Then I can just fix Betsy a hot dog, and I'll have a salad. I'm too tired to get dinner anyway. Sure, sure.
1: I'll do that. I'll do that, darling.
2: Oh, oh what Lord, I wanted to ask you.
1: What? Did you put three-cent stamps on all those Christmas cards I mailed?
2: Certainly I put stamps on them.
1: Three-cent stamps?
2: Yes, because on most of them I wrote little notes, and when you write messages, you have to seal the envelopes, you know. At least I wrote notes on the out-of-town ones, and I meant to single out the ones that didn't need three cents. But Aunt Effie and Barbara Smith were helping me sealing and stamping, and I forgot they didn't all need three-cent stamps. You, you know, so sealed
1: I... all the envelopes. Well, Aunt
2: Effie didn't. I realized it too late, really, and i you know, None
1: of I... them should have had three-cent stamps. Oh
2: well, when you when you write notes on Christmas cards, do you have they to? They should have had, had
1: four-cent stamps. What? Four-cent stamps. Our Christmas card should have had four-cent stamps. Do you realize that every one of those people we sent cards to have gotten them one cent due? I don't
2: know what you're talking about, Tom. No.
1: What do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about?
2: I don't. They weren't overweight. There was a very light Christmas card I got. Four
1: cent stamps after the first of August. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, you're not going to sit there and tell me that you didn't know that every letter mailed after the first of August had to have a four cent stamp. Why? Why?
2: Yes, why? <laughs> Are
1: you kidding? No. It's because it's a new postal regulations. Why? Since when? Since, since when? Yes. Well, honey, I, I, I. Since the first of August. Oh, I don't
2: think so, dear. Who told you that?
1: <laughs> Nobody told me. You're
2: making it all up.
1: Do uh, you mean to tell me that you really did not know that according to new postal regulations there was an increase of one cent in first class letters?
2: No, I didn't know it.
1: How can you sit there and say that?
2: I can sit here and say it because I didn't know it.
1: I don't believe it. I I, I just don't believe it. Honey, where have you been? Look, it was in the paper for months that they might raise the rate. Then it was announced that the rates were raised. Practically every day following that, there was mention of it, warning people to put four cents on their letters. And on August 1st, it was practically headlines in the local paper. Honey, I don't see how you could miss it. Where the heck have you been? I've been having a baby. Oh, well... Now, look, even people having babies generally read the paper.
2: I hardly ever see the paper. Well,
1: you should. No wonder you never keep up on anything. Really, I am appalled. I am simply appalled at the way you ignore the news.
2: May I point out the morning paper I never see? You grab it, you read it all through breakfast, then take it with you to the office. The most I ever see of it is the back page across the breakfast table, and that generally is just an ad. You read the paper all through breakfast, All right, all, all, right, all right, all right. As for the evening paper that comes just when you get home, you take that, you read it while I'm getting dinner, uh, then I have to do dishes, put right. Betsy to bed, and when I could sit down and read the paper, you say, oh, don't read, I haven't talked to you all day. So we talk, watch television, go out or have people in.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right, I get it, saying... I get it. You could read last night's paper the next day.
2: During the daytime? Well. When I have washing and ironing, bathing the baby, feeding the baby, playing with Betsy, making beds, doing the mending, cleaning the house, when do I have time, dear, to sit down and read? I'm so worn out, if I do get a minute, I lie down and fall asleep. Okay, 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 It was just just surprising
1: to me, that's all, that that there was anyone who didn't know about the four-cent stamps. I mean, Barbara Smith and Aunt Effie were helping you, you said. It's funny they didn't say anything.
2: Well, they didn't. You and Charlie mailed the cards. If you were so smart, why didn't either of you notice they only had three-cent stamps?
1: Oh. (laughs) Well, I got to admit, you got a point there. Honey, I guess I just thought all the time that, you know, that's what you told me. You told me to mail something, which I had forgotten.
2: Well, I did. That was the sweater to your mother, which was wrapped in on the hall table. I had asked you that in the morning, but you were buried in the paper. I knew you weren't listening to me. Okay, all
1: right, all right, all right.
2: I certainly never meant you to mail the Christmas cards.
1: Well, now, look, let's not go into all that again. They were mailed, and that's that. But
2: I still don't know how you could have mailed all those cards, all the same size envelopes, and not even wondered what they were. All right,
1: all right, all right, it's done. And our friends have had to fork out one cent to get them. (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny, at that? Well,
2: it's just kind of funny, at that? It's more embarrassing, I'd say. (laughs) When did you mail those cards?
1: Oh, I don't know, darling, a couple of weeks ago. Look at my desk calendar. I don't mean to sound stuffy, honey, but, you know, you really should try to read a little bit more. Now, what's the matter?
2: There's a notice from the trucking company that I clipped to your calendar the day I went to the hospital. That was July 21st. You never did tell me. Did everything work out all right?
1: About what? What notice? The
2: shipment from Boston.
1: Oh, has it arrived?
2: Has it arrived? Here's the notice notifying... Notifying us that all the things would be shipped by truck arriving July 23rd. Didn't you take care of it?
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get any notice.
2: I got the notice and pinned it to your desk calendar right here. This enormous thing you insist you need on the desk, and I see the last date page you ripped off was April 7th. Don't you even look at this calendar? At all?
1: Yeah, I
2: I look, but I... Here's the notice. Here, right here. And I wrote exactly what to do to have the truck deliver the load to the Palmers. Mrs. Palmer said we could store it there in an old barn until we needed it for the new house. Didn't you do that?
1: No, I didn't do that. I didn't see any notice, and I didn't see any note from you. Right
2: here, right here on your desk calendar, this ugly office-type thing you've always insisted you refer to every day. So in all the excitement of the baby arriving, I wrote it down where you'd be sure to see it.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. Sorry?
2: All those beams, the priceless black walnut floors and paneling I inherited from Larissa's house, they arrived July 23rd. If you didn't take care of them, where are
1: they? All right, all right, okay. Now don't get excited. Are... It says Wilson Trucking Company. They have a warehouse here. I'll call down there. You talk
2: and... about me reading more about worldwide events. It seems to me if you do less reading about what's going on in 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 Egypt and more about what's going on in your all own. Right. Home, all right, okay,
1: okay. Loved, I'll call the trucking company and see if they know anything about the shipment. Black. I see. Very well, I'll be down tomorrow, sir, and make arrangements to have them stored somewhere else. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Ah, well, you can relax. The truck had just stored them in their warehouse, and everything's okay.
2: Mm, I bet they're going to charge us for five weeks' storage, aren't they? Oh,
1: sure, you can, you can count on that. <laughs> he said he sent us a card.
2: Well, it must have arrived while I was still in the
1: hospital. Oh, well, I didn't see any.
2: May I look in this desk drawer of yours that you don't usually want me to get into? one that holds things you just sweep off the desk, dear?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticks a little, I think. Here, let, let me let me get out. Right. Doggone. Something caught in the back here. Oh, boy.
2: It looks like an unopened phone bill that I've been looking for.
1: Yeah, there's kind of a mess in here.
2: Here's the light bill? Huh? I called them and told them we never got one. Insisted we never got a light. Light bill? There's a bank statement, and this, this, this must be the notice from the trucking company. Yes, it is.
1: Oh, yes, it is. I know, I know what happened. I was sort of cleaning the place up so it would be nice when you got home with a baby.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, dear. <laughs> well, I don't Honestly, know. Honestly. What do you
1: think our trouble is, huh?
2: No system.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see if we can't get a system of some kind after this, <laughs> huh? What do you say?
2: Oh, let's not. This way life's much more interesting, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: really. Oh! Uh-huh. Here's a postcard from Honolulu from the Carlson's. They've been back for a month. <laughs> oh, really?
1: What, God. what is it, dear? What? Mm. Oh, I stuck myself on something. On what? It. What is it? Campaign button. Let's do it with Dewey.
2: Oh, no. Honey, you really must clean this drawer out sometime. Now, yeah, really not must. really darling. Yeah, maybe... Yeah.
0: Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Don Briggs and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.